Welcome to the second season of Telegnosis and Tea. I already tripped on my words, so this is going to be a good season. Today, I am joined by my special guest, my sunshine. Hi, Josh. Hey. <laughs> Josh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I'm Josh. Well, hi, Josh. Thank you for being on my show. What are we drinking today? What are you drinking today? I am drinking passion fruit bubble tea. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. I'm Tess. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm drinking honeydew bubble tea. It's still tea, so it still counts. Is it good? It's so good. Yeah, try it. It's so good. Want to try one? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I prefer mine. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I told you, honeydew is the way to go. Okay. So, same thing I ask every guest who's on the podcast. Do you have any supernatural or true crime stories? Uh, I do. I have a lot. Um, let me think. So, when I was about two years old, I was at my aunt's house and there was a bunch of of people sitting around. They were all in the living room. I was in my walker uh, in the kitchen and I was by the counter and my mom was kind of looking in checking on me every once in a while and she heard a scratching sound so she checked in and uh, everything seemed fine so she turned around and was talking to my family and when she turned back around there was a microwave that was plugged in on the counter and um, she saw the microwave unplug itself and there was a lip on the counter Um, and the microwave lifted off the counter and hovered over my head and she ran from the living room just in time and grabbed me from my walker and the microwave um, came down and smashed my walker. I've heard that story before so it's hard to blind react but every time it just creeps me out. I have the chills. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't imagine what I I would do if I was your mom. I would never have a microwave again. Do you have any other paranormal or true crime stories you'd like to tell so um another experience i had uh, i was living with my father at the time and my father used to always wear uh, big work boots and like work equipment before he would go to work so i was in the computer room and the door was open and he said bye and he left so i said bye to him and then maybe 10 minutes later um i heard him come back in so and i could hear his work boots and everything and I kind of looked out and I seen him walk past me. So I was like, oh, he must be, he must have forgot something. Um, so I went out into the kitchen and when I went into the kitchen, I could see in his room and there was a gentleman, like it wasn't, I could see him full form. Um, he was sitting on my dad's bed and um, he just kind of looked up at me and then evaporated. But he was like the same shape as my dad's, everything. He had work boots on and everything, yeah. You can't see my eyes because this is a podcast, but oh my gosh. There was like an indent in the bed and everything where he was sitting. Whoa. Yeah. And he just evaporated. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, I have another one, actually. Yeah. So, my friend Casey's little boy, uh, Colin, he always, I think he was like four at the time, he, um, he always used to like play tricks where he would hide behind stuff and jump out. So... In the morning, I came out of my room. I was living at Casey's, and I came out of my room, and 
I walked by Colin's room and he was bent down at, and he had like the little sinister face that he always has. He was hiding behind his bed and I was like, oh, Colin. And I walked past and I went down the stairs and Colin was sitting um, on the couch playing his video no. games. Yes. So I was like, are you kidding me? No way. Oh my so gosh, you saw a doppelganger. So about 10 minutes later, Casey and her boyfriend came down and I explained and they both looked at each other and they were like, are you kidding me? And so when they passed Colin's room, um, this little boy was sitting on the end of the bed watching the TV that wasn't on. And when they passed, he just turned and smiled at them and they were like, what the hell? And they sure enough. Colin was downstairs. Whoa. This is going to tie in so well with today's story yeah. that you don't even know what it is yet. No, I don't. <laughs> but it's going to tie in so well. Okay. Thank you for those stories. That's terrifying and I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Torrid Mystery? I have not. All right. I'm going to tell you the story of the Torrid Mystery Man. Okay. All right. So the time was July 1954. <laughs> And the place was what I'm definitely going to mispronounce because it was in Japan, Haneda Airport in Tokyo. A man arrives. He's dressed smartly in a business suit. He's Caucasian, has a beard, and much like everyone else, the man makes his way to customs. He waits in line and then brings his passport to the customs officers. Something was wrong, though. The officers looked at his passport and questioned the man about where he was from. The man answered without hesitation, he was from the country of Torrid. The officers were confused, they'd never heard of the country of Torrid. Yeah. And yet, here was official looking documentation showing that the man was from there. The mysterious man spoke French as his primary language, but was fluent as well in Japanese, so there was not a language barrier with the customs officials. The man began to get agitated. He had visited Japan three times before and that was stamped in his passport. Why was it an issue now? The officers looked for the country of Torrid, but they couldn't find it on a map. They gave what? the map to the man and asked him to point to where his country is. The man did so immediately, but he pointed to the Principality of Andorra, which is the border of France and Spain. The man got confused by the map and stated his country has been in existence for a thousand years. He couldn't understand why the map didn't show his country, and why a place called Andorra was where his country should be on the map. Okay. The officers continued to ask where the man was really from, but the man's story never changed. He was getting more and more upset the more he was questioned. He was on a business trip. He showed them he had currency from all different places. His passport was stamped from all different places. He went into detail about the company he worked for, the hotels he had stayed at. Officers managed to find this company in Tokyo, but they had no record of this man. Similarly, the hotels he claimed to have stayed at and gave great detail about had no record of a booking by this man. This made the officers concerned. They put the man into custody for further investigation. Becoming suspicious this man might be a criminal and the officials confiscated his documents and personal belongings and put the man in a hotel nearby. The hotel room that the man stayed in had no balcony, was on the 15th floor, and had only one entry and exit point, which was being guarded by at least two guards at all times. Despite this, overnight the man vanished. Not only that, the documents and his personal belongings that had been confiscated vanished as well. He sounds like a time traveler. 
What do you think happened? Do you think it was time travel? Because yeah. what about parallel dimensions? Have you ever heard of para- the parallel universe? Yeah, that's possible. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Parallel oh, universe. Do you Do you know what parallel universes are? Mm-hmm. All right. Can you explain it a little bit? What you know? No? You know what? <laughs> what do you know parallel universes to be? So, exactly what it is. So, the same, but parallel. So, like... I'm going to explain it properly. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to explain it. Okay. Yeah. The same, but parallel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so, pretty much all of this is going to be in quotes, because I cannot summarize quantum mechanics. So, Oxford Dictionary describes in quantum mechanics... The universe is theorized as existing alongside our own, although undetectable. Yeah, there's my little blurb about how there's going to be a lot of quotes because, oh my god, I tried so hard to learn quantum mechanics for this episode. Did you really? I did. I watched so many videos. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I still... Surprisingly, in the past week, I haven't gotten a full grasp on quantum mechanics, if you can believe that. Yeah. (laughs) So, our universe is massive beyond comprehension. Either the universe is finite or the universe is infinite. Physicist Brian Greene believes if it's true that the universe is infinite, that means there has to be parallel universes. Wow. Quote, there are only so many ways matter can arrange itself within that infinite universe. Eventually, matter has to repeat itself and arrange itself in similar ways. So if the universe is infinitely large, it is also home to infinite parallel universes. That's super interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that's like really in a nutshell what parallel universe theory is. Uh, Brian Greene explains it further for people like me that needs layman's terms. So think of the universe like a deck of cards. Quote, now if you shuffle that deck, there's just so many orderings that can happen. If you shuffle the deck enough times, the orders will have to repeat. Similarly, with an infinite universe and only a finite number of complexions of matter... The way in which matter arranges itself has to repeat. That boggles my mind. I know, right? So have you ever heard of string theory? Do you know what's... Don't ask me an explanation. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough, because I have tried to study it. (laughs) From NPR.org, string theory smooths out the mathematical inconsistencies that currently exist between quantum, quantum mechanics and the theory of relativity. It posits that the entire universe can be explained in terms of really, really small strings that vibrate in 10 or 11 dimensions, meaning dimensions we can't see. If it exists, it could explain literally everything in the universe, from subatomic particles to the laws of speed and gravity. And from symmetrymagazine.org, because I also can't summarize this, quote, string theory proposes that the fundamental constituents of the universe are one-dimensional strings rather than point-like particles. What we perceive as particles are actually vibrations in loops of string, each with its own characteristic frequency. That's cool. Picking up what I'm putting down? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So string theory originated as an attempt to describe the interaction of particles such as protons. It has since been developed into something much more ambitious, an approach to the construction of a complete unified theory of all fundamental particles and forces. So do you think that everything that exists in one universe exists in another parallel? Is that... Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. So there's so much to string theory that 
don't I'm just thinking, is it exactly the same, or is it different in the parallel, parallel universe? Well, if there's infinite, then no matter what the option is that you're thinking of, it has to exist. Yes, but does it exist differently? Maybe it does one place, and maybe it doesn't somewhere else. So there's more than two? Oh, there's there's infinite. So well, there's, there's infinite. But yeah, I mean, like, so the number of parallel universes. Hold on. Yeah. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> so what does this have to do with the possibility of parallel universes and a multiverse? Imagine a newspaper. The first page of the newspaper is our three-dimensional universe. If we assume that outside of our universe is the space for nine dimensions, there's room for multiple universes that are three-dimensional to exist inside that space. So think about the space outside of the newspaper. Right. All the layers of the newspaper overlap each other. Those are all our three-dimensional universes within this nine-dimensional wow. space. Each of, the, um, each of the universes in this is called a membrane, and I have no idea why they didn't say, but they call them brains for short. That would make sense. Because the membrane... Yeah. Sense. This is similar to string theory and relates back because it's thought that every single decision we make creates another universe in which in this multiverse where the other decision was made. And this creates an alternate reality where it exists happening in the ni nine dimensions of space. So it's like a wave. Yeah. What? It's super confusing. But think about for dinner, we couldn't decide between sushi and pizza. <laughs> in another dimension we had gotten sushi and okay. that has created a whole other alternative reality where there's a world where we chose sushi and the series of other things what? started happening after that so All right. do you feel like you have a firm grasp on parallel <laughs> universes not, not really <laughs> me neither but that was about the best I got because I couldn't understand the quantum mechanics so, if all of these are existing at the same time, like layered, then there's the possibility for glitches and for them to overlap accidentally and come into each other's space. Do you think that's why we have um, deja vus? I didn't think about that, but it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool thought. See, I was thinking about the story you told and how you saw... Yeah. He was in his room. <clears throat> so you think it could be somebody from... You'd be calling from a parallel universe. Yeah, like, the dimensions accidentally, you know, touched, and... Right. He was in another dimension in his room. But if that's the case, how was he interacting with us? Maybe he also saw. Maybe he, like, knew he was... Or do you think maybe... People, do you think they can travel... It's possible to travel dimensions? I think it's possible. Uh, it's If it's the same matter in every dimension, then wouldn't it be okay to travel dimensions? If it, like, glitched in together? So interesting. So, here are some examples of parallel universes. I took to the streets, and by streets I mean Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from Padjoe95. About four years ago, I lived in a fairly small fly speck of a town. At the time, I had lived there for about 12 years, so I knew my way around. Our house was about a mile and a half away from the nearest neighborhood. Our mom intentionally picked out the house due to the lack of neighbors. It was tucked away on a back road with the woods surrounding it. 
Every now and again, I like to take walks with my little brother, who at the time was about 13. We decided to do just that. We headed up the road and decided to try and find a new path or a new clearing that we hadn't discovered yet. When we noticed something a little shocking, just off the road that led almost directly to the neighborhood, there was a brand new paved road. Every road in that part of town was a gravel road, so seeing an out-of-place paved road was pretty unusual. We stared at it for a while, and came to the conclusion that it must have been made within the last few days. Due to the modern but slow growth of the town, however, we had no explanation for how they did it so fast. We decided to explore it a bit. I remember as soon as we set foot on the road, the air became notably colder, by at least five degrees. The road itself was a black pavement, but no dividing lines. It was surrounded by some thick red trees that resembled redwoods, but they were too short and non-native to our state, southern Arkansas. We walked on the road for about three miles until we decided to head back due to it getting dark. When we got off the road, we felt the temperature go back up. My brother and I agreed to explore it the next day. At roughly noon the following day, we set back out to explore the place, only to discover that the entire road was now missing. When I say missing, I mean the trees that were cleared to make it had apparently grown back, with no sign of the redwood-like trees. We even began to explore the woods once more, but only to find no sign that it ever existed. When we asked our parents about it, they said they knew nothing about any new road work being done near us. What do you think? Did the road just clip in from another dimension? Probably. I think so too. Here's another one, and it's super similar to the story that you told. This is from a person on Reddit named Please Probe Me. Oh, alright. I don't know if they're still (laughs) Redditing or not, but... So Please Probe Me said, I used to work at a dog rescue in the Midwest before moving home to the East Coast. It was a small rescue, (laughs) about ten employees max, and we were all tight-knit. Nobody there resembled me. I am exceptionally short and have different hair than anyone there. So it wasn't easy to mistake someone else for me or vice versa. This place was also haunted. We all heard a female voice yelling at us or singing near us when we were completely alone. Almost everyone saw apparitions or reflections when nobody was there. So this place was already full of some weird energy to begin with. Then it got weirder. During my last couple of months, coworkers started sending me odd texts. They would text me on my days off asking why I was there and where I had just disappeared to. I, was, I would always reply that I wasn't there. While I was there, occasionally someone would jump at the sight of me and say something like, What the hell? You were just outside. I saw you through the window. Or, I just saw you in the storage room. How'd you get here so fast? They couldn't understand how I'd gotten from point A to point B impossibly fast. Every time I would be baffled and explain that I wasn't where they thought I was before. A good example that I remember well was this one. I was in the backyard. The only door in from there goes through the main adoption room, then exits on the other side about 50 feet away into a hallway containing a kitchen and some private meeting rooms. I walked in from outside and saw my co-worker coming into the room from the hallway. She looked at me and gasped, then opened my door behind her to the hallway. She explained that she had just seen me in the kitchen doing dishes, but when she opened the door, which lay about six feet beyond the kitchen door, There I was coming in from outside. It was actually impossible. This is when we started to understand that something very strange was going on. We all sat around and talked about it, and it turned out almost everyone was seeing a phantom version of me. Every time they saw it, it would turn around and didn't interact with them. It would go into some strange places too, for example. 
Someone watched me go into a closet holding the water tank and followed me, asking some questions about work matters. As soon as they turned into the closet, I was gone. I hadn't walked into that closet at all around that time, let alone on, let alone on that day. My best guess is that I was in the middle of making a major life decision about either staying in the city at this job and taking a promotion, or coming back home to the East Coast. The decision was extremely stressful for me to make, as I really loved that job. I'm surmising that my energy literally just split somehow, and that a version of me was hanging around there while I endured so much angst over staying or leaving. If I want to get super weird about it, I could say that maybe in another reality I decided to stay there, and maybe those two timelines were intersecting and glitching onto one another. They continued to see me after I moved out home thousands of miles away. That's something. It sure is something. So, my cousin uh, was married to this guy, Richard, and um, they were sitting in the living room watching TV, and there was a commercial on, so Richard said to Shannon, I'm going to go down and change the laundry, and Shannon said, okay, I'm going to go up to the washroom, and then we'll meet back and we'll watch the show. So he went downstairs, she went upstairs. When she got upstairs, the bathroom door was half open, and she was like, what the hell, because there were the only two people there. <laughs> Excuse me, when she opened the door, Richard was going to the washroom. And she was oh. like... You just went downstairs, and he was like, what are you talking about? No, Shannon, I passed you on the stairs. And she was like, no, we just spoke on the stairs, and you went down the stairs. I watched you. And he was like, absolutely not. I went up the stairs before you did. I passed you. And she was like, no, there's there's no way. So it was like, there was two of them. It was like the decision... That's one of the like points of the decision, where it goes off into two different realms. <laughs> yeah. But she accidentally caught the glitch of it. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. It's, she said it scared her for weeks after. Yeah. That would scare me for weeks. Because she was like, absolutely not. Like, no, I'm convinced. She went downstairs. I went upstairs. Wow. So hmm. She was like, is there two of them? I don't know which one is real. <laughs> oh, no. She has the one from the parallel dimension. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so creepy, though. I've never had anything like that happen. Where I've thought I've seen someone, but... No? No. So, those were just Reddit cases of parallel dimensions. Here are some more documented cases of possible universe glitching. Have you ever heard of the Green Children of Woolpit? No. Okay. In the 12th century, seemingly out of nowhere, two children appeared in Woolpit in Suffolk, England. They weren't just ordinary children, though. They had a green tint to their skin, spoke a language nobody Hard. recognized, yeah, wore unusual clothes, and would only eat raw broad beans. Over time, the pair started to eat other foods, and they lost the green tint to their skin. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, though, the boy became very ill and passed away soon after he and his sister were baptized. Soon after this, though, the girl who had been learning English spoke about where they had come from. They came from a place that she called St. Martin's Land, which was a subterranean world inhabited by green people. She explained that the place where they came from never had sun, and it was almost like it was twilight all the time. How the children arrived in Woolpit is still a mystery. The girl describes herding her father's cattle, and while she was doing that, she heard a loud noise, and suddenly there she was in Woolpit. <coughs> She describes hiding in a cave until she heard the sound of bells and followed them into the town. 
The girl went on to live a full and fulfilling life. She eventually married someone and had been given the name Agnes. Explain that to, to your new partner. <laughs> so where are you from? St. Martin's Land. Where's that? I don't know. When I got here, I had a green tinge and only ate beans. <laughs> there was like, there's more to that story because she was, she went on to have a job and uh, helped somebody. I think it was like a duke. I don't know. I get all the, I get all the fancy names in England mixed up. But she went on to help a rich guy and like had a job helping him but apparently she was really bad at it oh but they well, still yeah, if you're from a maybe they didn't have jobs that's maybe true they maybe they just herded cattle but they still have um like plaques dedicated to the kids in suffolk england wow. and nobody can explain it do you think they just had a green tinge because of what they ate and because there was no sun which would clearly change the color of your skin yeah would change the For melanin sure. in your skin. It would. And maybe over time, like, being in the sun gave them the coloring back. Yeah. And also eating food besides beans. Right. Being, what's the word? Not colonist. What's the word when you're... Sorry. Adapting? Maybe, yeah. Kind of? Adapted to Earth, mm-hmm. society, whatever. So here's the last one. In 1851, a man named Jofar Voren was found in the German village of Frankfurt on den Oder. Along with speaking broken German, he spoke and wrote in an unknown language. He called it Laxarian and Abramian. He said he was from Laxaria, an area of the globe called Sacria, separated from Europe by a vast ocean. Authorities had never heard of this place before and they couldn't find where these places existed on a map of the world. He said that his religion was Christian in form and doctrine, and that it was called Espatian Laxaria. He represented uh, Laxaria to be hundreds of miles from Europe and separated by vast oceans. He said his purpose in coming to Europe was to seek his long lost brother, but he suffered a shipwreck on the voyage. Where, he did not know. Nor was he able to trace the route on any of the route of his travels on any map or globe. He had full geographical knowledge of his world. There was five great compartments that he recognized, or continents of the earth. He called them Sacria, Aflar, Astar, Alsar, and Eplar. He also claimed that he was an unknown race and not a race that we have ever seen on Earth. Wow. So where do you think he came from? It's interesting that he knew that he wasn't from Earth. You know what I mean? That he wasn't from there? Yeah. So however he got here, he was fully aware of it. Mm-hmm. But he had no way to track where he came from or how. Right. Well, then how did he know he was on Earth? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he apparently vanished after. <laughs> what? He vanished. Oh. After. <laughs> yeah. <That's good. laughs> So, Maybe he was just here to send off a message. Maybe. Well, he was looking for his long-lost brother. So maybe he just didn't want to tell anybody where he was from. <laughs> he made it up just so nobody would know where he came from. <laughs> yeah. I would do the same. <laughs> so what do you think about the multiverse and parallel universes? Do you think that it's possible? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. I fully believe it. I, th- I, th- I think there's still so much we don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Did you ever listen to my episode on the simulation theory? Yes. Yeah. And that it there's like could be multiple computers running. Okay, yeah. so this was my so own like Sims. Yeah. This is my own thought and I'm going to relate relate it back to simulation theory. What if we're multiple simulations all running at the same time under a quantum computer? And the different choices cause different quantum computers to begin a simulation of each choice and the possible outcomes. I'm always going to relate everything back to simulation I'm theory. I'm asleep now. I'm just... What if? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not something I found. That's just my own thought. Yeah. My own weird thought. And then it would kind of explain, like, the glitching. Because, you know, a computer program, like, you accidentally glitch. Anyway, that's the end of my story for today. What do you think, Josh? I, again, I think I'm not going to sleep today. I'm just going to be running through a whole bunch of theories in my head. I think it's yep. super interesting. Yep. This has been keeping me up for the past week. <laughs> well, thank you for being a guest on the podcast, Josh. Of course. Anytime. It was great to have you. And if you're looking for pictures from today's episode, you can find them on Instagram at telegnosisnt. You can also find us on Twitter, but we never really tweet, but we will retweet you at, <laughs> at telegnosispod. Thank you for listening. Do you want to do the bye with me? Sure. All right, ready? Bye. Bye. bye.